Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. NFL season starts tonight live in sunny Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening or watching, thanks for making us part of your day. A lot of choices out there. Man, good night, sleep. J-Mac joining us. Greg Cosell one hour from now. One hour from now, J-Mac. I went to bed unsettled, unsure. What do I do with the Giants, Cowboys? What do I do with the Panthers, Saints? What do I do with the Steelers, Ravens, Jets, Dolphins? I went to bed unsettled. And I woke this morning with answers. And I will provide those to our fellow Americans in one hour from now. My final NFL predictions for the year. I love the confidence here early on a Thursday. I mean, goodness, great. Hey, you're fired up, huh? When you have the answers, it's not confidence. Oh, you got it's, the answers to the test. facts. Oh, I see. Nice. All right, let's start with this. Oh, football's here. Last night, opened the door. Breeze came in. Poured myself one final cocktail. Before the season starts tonight, I want to be clear-eyed. Clear-eyed tonight. And I'm thinking about the 49ers because they signed Bosa to a massive, biggest contract in the league for a defensive dude, right? And I saw that Steve Young said this about their young quarterback, Brock Purdy. He said, Kyle Shanahan didn't choose him. John Lynch didn't choose him. The team chose him. 
The Niners are very unique in a quarterback-driven league. I went 17 years back. It's been the strangest quarterback cycle in the league. And I'll just go with the big names. There are several other starters, Blaine Gabbert, Nick Mullins. I'll stick with the big names. 2005, they get Alex Smith. He's going to be a star. Uh-oh, he's a bust. Oh, wait, he gets a good coach in Harbaugh. He's not a bust. He's good. Then he gets hurt, and they move off him. And then comes Colin Kaepernick, who was really good, briefly, and unique out of Nevada. And then he becomes kind of a semi-national activist. Had never seen a quarterback do that. And then they move off him. And they get Jimmy Garoppolo, the world's most handsome man, who wins 75% of his starts but can't stay healthy. Often gets hurt without getting hit. Weird. And then they go get Trey Lance. And they trade up for him. And they give up first-round picks. Oh, crap. He can't throw. And then they move off him. And, and the last pick in the draft is Brock Purdy. What are they, 7-0, 8-0, and he starts and finishes games. And just to throw it in, Sam Darnold is now the most talented, arguably backup quarterback in the league. It's been a circus. And yet, two Super Bowl appearances and six conference championships. The only NFL franchise that has usually been, for the last 17 years, fantastic, and they can't land the long-term quarterback. So for the record, Brock Purdy is not gifted. He's not. He is capable, and he's coachable. And this is an incredibly stacked roster. But I think it's kind of cool. In a quarterback-driven league, there's one team doing it differently. It reminds me of the mid-'90s when the Nebraska Cornhuskers were winning national championships and not throwing the football like Miami was down south or other teams were. Now, it also tells you that Jim Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan are great coaches, but it illustrates something we talk about regularly. Finding the quarterback is harder than being a quarterback. Denver, Miami, 48 different guys have started a game since Marino and Elway. They just went and got Peyton Manning after a while in Denver. And it's not like San Francisco didn't try. Alex Smith, a number one pick. Colin Kaepernick, a number 36 pick. When they gave Garoppolo that contract, it was like $100 million large. They've tried. They are paddling furiously beneath the surface. And all these smart guys, I know John Lynch, one of the smartest players I've ever covered, Stanford. Kyle Shanahan, half the league runs his offense. His dad was brilliant. Jed York, smart guys all over the place. And they can't land the right guy long term. It's hard. There's a million anonymous geniuses they're front-facing, very public. But you know what I like about the Niners? And it's, I really appreciate this. It's, that, it's that, that Dana White quality that I love. They take big swings, and they don't settle. Too many people settle. Alex Smith was good, got hurt, moving on. Kaepernick, Super Bowl, moving on. Garoppolo, Super Bowl, moving on. Trey Lance, brief. People complained, didn't give him a shot, moving on. Brock pretty bad this year. Next year, they're drafting a quarterback moving on. Or maybe it's Sam Darnold. They take big cuts. They're front-facing. We know who they are. They don't apologize for those big swings, and they do not settle. I saw a headline this morning. Will the Niners regret going all-in for Brock Purdy? 
Oh, God, that's a sports writer's mindset. That's not how the Niners think. It's not how Dana White thinks. Take swings, playa. Take a big shot. Don't be paralyzed by being wrong with an opinion or a draft pick. Will the Niners regret going all in? They're paying him less than a lot of people. He's not making any money. What do you mean regret going all in? He's 7-0 or 8-0 with his starts. But they have done something nobody else can figure out how to do. Be excellent, get to Super Bowls, regularly get conference championships, more than Aaron Rodgers. And they can't get the quarterback right long term. I like it. I like them. All right. So, Matt Nagy, Kansas City's guy, went to Chicago. Got him to the playoffs, by the way, back in Kansas City. And uh, left you, gave you a, a few breadcrumbs here on, on what's really the difference. Matt's been around football a long time. We know Matt, Pat Mahomes is talented. Duh. You can see it. I can see it. That's not a revelation. But the secret sauce to Patrick Mahomes. There's no one around that's as competitive as him. Nobody. It's just as simple as that. Uh, and I've been around a lot of people. No one's as competitive as him. Uh, so he's one and there's no one A. Uh, number two is just his his focus. Um, and then number three is he doesn't miss anything. He sees everything. So whatever that is, if it's uh, in a conversation, if it's watching video or tape, you know, um, uh, whatever. You know, that first thing he said, it's what Michael had, it's what Kobe had, it's what Brady had, it's what Steph Curry has, it's what LeBron has, competitive. I know a lot of people think all these athletes are competitive. No, they're not. Not really. For a lot of Americans, it's a job. It's a paycheck. And that's for a lot of pro athletes, too. They have size, speed. They have talent. They've kind of worked hard. Some have worked really hard. But they're not really that competitive. Tony Gonzalez, one of the best tight ends ever, I asked him one time, how many people love the competition, love football? He said, 3%. I've heard 5 to 10% from other great players. I've been in the media 30 years. The big separator is not where you went to college. It's not your parents. It's not your LinkedIn. It's not your contacts. It's not your agent. Though all of those can help, who wants it more? That's the guys that sit at the top of the, and women that sit at the top of the food chain. Um, and I'm not sure where the fire always comes from. I mean, Mahomes' dad was a major league baseball player. It was a better-than-average life. Steph Curry's dad, NBA. Playing golf as a kid at nice courses. That's a better-than-average American life. Stability in their lives. Yet they manufacture this chip on their shoulder uh, even when it shouldn't be there. And it's interesting. It, it Maybe they were slighted by a girl on a dance in the eighth grade or a coach their sophomore year of high school, or they were slighted in the draft by a round. But as they're compiling $500 million net worths, it still burns. <laughs> Brady, Mahomes, it's like this authentic anger that's utterly ridiculous. It makes no sense. Tom Brady... You won. You won by 30. Forget 45. You won. He's still feisty. I watched that Michael Jordan documentary. Hasn't played in 25 years. He's still taking shots at Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> it should be like, you know, little scars Brady should have for the draft, right? 
a little scar uh, Kobe could have. He and Shaq fought. Well, but instead, they become scabs that they pick and they pick and it never heals. And 25 years later, I mean, Steph Curry, you won. Brady, MJ. And they still have it. And so does Patrick Mahomes. People that don't have the fire, it's hard for a Mahomes to explain it. I read an article this morning where Patrick Mahomes' dad said, who was a Major League Baseball player, even in the clubhouse, he'd see A-Rod and Jeter, the best players work the hardest, work even harder. And Patrick saw that. He'll never let go. Always grinding, always trying to get better. It's that competitive thing. People make too much of who your agent is or where you went to school or who are you connected with and who can you put in a resume. It's not what it is, man. How badly do you want it? Passion always wins with a moderate, at least moderate level of talent. And the winner is all, all of us because Mahomes is the most entertaining player right now in the sport we all love. He plays tonight. The Chiefs play tonight. And if you look at recent history in September, the Chiefs probably win tonight. Although J-Mac and I both, we both like the Lions and the points. Where's the point at now? It would start, it was like six and a half for a while. I think it's four and a half, depending where you look. But there's also some question about Kelsey. He Is he going to go? Uh, and what happens to the line then if Kelsey jumps in tonight? Um Owners saying maybe he's going to try. Six and a half, you take the Lions. If it goes down to four, you probably take the Chiefs. I just, I, I want to ask you something. So the top two target guys on the Chiefs last year were Travis Kelsey yeah. and Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. By a mile. If Kelsey doesn't play tonight, the top two target guys are out. Two new tackles. The, the, you don't think the Lions have a legitimate chance to win this game? Oh, now, no, right? absolutely. I mean, the, the margin of victory in the NFL is four. So if you're if you're missing a Chris Jones and the Lions have PFF's fourth best O-line, you can see a world. Cleveland almost pulled this off with Baker in a playoff game where Mahomes watched the entire first half from the sidelines. Yeah. So I could see a world in which Mahomes has to rescue the team late, but watches a lot of the early game from the sidelines as Detroit just churns out rushing yards. And, you know, when you give Goff time, he's a very accurate above-average quarterback. And let's remember, it's not like Andy Reid's had weeks to prepare an offense for no Travis Kelsey, who hasn't missed it, who rarely misses games. I mean, this is like, what, you maybe have 72 hours to throw together the backup tight end and the third-string tight end uh, in Kelsey's place? Like, it's a tall order for Andy Reid tonight. Yeah, Andy Reid is the greatest September coach probably in league history. If you look at the numbers, Mahomes is absolutely the greatest September quarterback in league history. So you you, you want you think Kansas Kansas City wins tonight, yeah. and as a testament to yeah. how great Mahomes is, if you took the best defensive player from Goff and his best target, and he had two new tackles, you would predict Goff, who's been to a Super Bowl and was a number one pick, would get routed tonight. Well, but Mahomes has a way of overcoming a lot of obstacles. I just put this out there. You know, you see some of those stats. Some of those were inflated thanks to Tyreek Hill and playing the Texans and the Cardinals. Like, oh, I, I do boy. also want to add oh, Jared boy. Goff. Right. Jared Goff, 6-0 and against the spread, I believe, in week one in his career. I like, hey, this is a Jared. Just putting it out there. Just you know. A lot of anti-Jared Goff sentiment. Not that's not on this that's show. That's your guy. He's yeah. not my guy, but I, I think he's. Jared Goff. I think he's very good. Give him space. He's very good. Give him time. 
He's a very good player. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources black buffalo zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products if you're an adult 21 and older that dips gonna tell you about an american made success story and black buffalo zero pouches Black Buffalo's Zero Pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero Pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to BlackBuffaloZero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Listen, we all make mistakes. I've made more than most uh, recently. Over the last few years, Deshaun Watson had some lawsuits uh, waged against him. Uh, a little creepy for my taste, but uh, he's playing in the league. Um, Going to be a hard guy for me to root for. Uh, I've got a daughter, uh, close with my sister. Uh, stuff to me just landed wrong, but again, he's playing. Uh, Vegas likes Cleveland this year, and there are elements to Cleveland I really like. I think Miles Garrett's about the best pass rusher uh, in the world, but it, it's a list of a lot of T.J. Watts and Bosa's. There's a lot of great ones. 
But uh, I'm a little out on Cleveland. Some of it is the division's really good. But part of it is, is what is Deshaun Watson? It's been two years of mostly inactivity. So NFL.com ranked every quarterback in the NFL. Now, I didn't love their rankings, but they have Brock Purdy, Derek Carr, and Daniel Jones ahead of Deshaun and Justin Fields and Mac Jones just below him. I, I do think there's... I, I think he's more talented than Daniel Jones, but enough of that. So they put him 18th. So whether you agree or not, he, he's not sniffing the top seven or eight. And when he left the sport, many thought he was in that group. So there are certain things in life that stay mostly the same. And then there are different cultures and businesses that change rapidly. A tech, obviously. I, I felt like iPods were the thing. They, you had to have an iPod. And then 18 months later, the iPhone arrives, and you. The, the, my iPod is somewhere in a shoebox somewhere in the garage. They went from relevant to irrelevant, it felt like, really quickly. I don't know what the timeline was. We saw it with Netflix. It's, oh, it's this fledgling streaming service, and then everybody in America is saying, come on over, Netflix, and chill. It became like a term everybody was using, right? Like, stuff happens in tech really, really, really fast. And I don't have the exact timelines, but that's the way it's always felt with tech. I'm always playing catch-up to try to figure something out, and then there's a new platform, a new device, and I'm always behind. Um, and I think in football, Deshaun Watson was very good in 2020. But now it's 2023, and Joe Burrow has gotten really good, and Justin Herbert's really good, and now has a great OC, and Trevor Lawrence has Doug Peterson, and Jalen Hurts has become a star. They have all emerged. I think they're better people. I think they're better leaders. And I think they're probably better quarterbacks. And the AFC is jammed. The NFL changes rapidly. They fire seven coaches a year, meaning every four years you have all new coaches, unless the name's Belichick or Andy Reid. And there's also the fact that by next year, his contract and the cap hit is so big, they're going to have to constantly rework it or they won't be able to afford much around him. Plus, I just never trust Cleveland ownership. Plus, you know, the lawsuits against him were creepy. How many quarterbacks have raised that trophy in the middle of creepy? We maybe later find out they're a little creepy, but I don't know. I just, I don't buy this. I, I just think, I think the division is really good. I think Pittsburgh's defense is stacked. I think Baltimore's offense for Lamar is finally stacked. I think Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins are unbelievable. And I think Cleveland finishes fourth. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So sometimes you're just better off being vague. Vague's not bad. You're unhappy at work. You don't need to call out your boss. Just be vague. You know, just don't, something's not clicking for me here at work. Vague is okay. Vague doesn't offend as many people. Vague won't get you into trouble. Start mentioning names people, everybody's a little insecure, myself included, obviously. So Caleb Williams is a quarterback for USC. He's going to be the number one pick if he comes out, despite there being seven, eight first-round quarterback potential picks. His dad, I've just met him once. I hear good things. So his dad came out last week and talked about, you know, the uncertainty. Uh, you know, he'll go back to school if he doesn't like where he's going. And Caleb, in a, a GQ, I'm told it was in GQ. I don't buy that magazine. It's just expensive clothes and people better looking than me. So GQ magazine has an article, and Caleb Williams said, I've always been able to choose the team that I've played on. Everything's been scheduled for me, but now you're going into the next year of my career, the next part of my career. It's weird. It's so uncertain. You don't know anything. You can't control anything. But 
but you know how to act. That's honestly the weirdest part for me is the uncertainty. So they're sort of being vague, Caleb Williams and his father. Vague, and it's the right play. You know what they're saying, though. I'm going to give you a second. What are they really saying if, if lie detector test or truth serum, what are they really saying? They're telling you, we ain't going to Arizona. That's what they're telling you. Who's on the staff at USC? TikTok, TikTok. Don't wait too long. Cliff Kingsbury. Think he shared a story or 15? They're not going to Arizona. They don't trust the Bidwells. Houston, Cal McNair, a little nutty for my taste, but I think they'd probably go. Washington's got a new owner, Caleb Williams from the area. He'd go to Washington. Indy's got a little bit of a zany owner, but a good coach and a smart GM. Tampa's bad, but they've won Super Bowls. Good roster. Raiders kind of wonky, but Vegas is fun. Caleb's in L.A. now. He'd go to the Raiders. They're being vague. What they're telling you is, we're not going to go play for Arizona, and I don't blame them. Okay? Kingsbury's on that staff. You don't think Kingsbury and Caleb have ever had a, a discussion? And I'm not saying uh, Cliff's there trying to poison the well. You can't have a close relationship with somebody, you know, for six months, a year, and you don't have a moment where you put their arm around them, they ask you a question about the NFL, and they got an answer five. You don't think Caleb's ever prodded? You don't think Cliff's ever shared? I'm going to say probably in a moment between the two, it's been asked and shared, and it's totally legal. It's okay. I get it. But vague is the position. You don't want to go out and say, I'm not playing for Arizona. And then you got the Arizona media. The NFL's unhappy. It puts Lincoln Riley in a weird spot. But if you go to GQ, again, a magazine that makes all of us feel insecure. It's just handsome people. Uh, but in this instance, I think you go to a magazine and say, you know, the uncertainty is uh, it's, it's weird. And the dad, by the way, you know, the dad comes out because a dad can say this because dad loves son. Dad can get away with saying, hey, he'll stay in college. Now, Caleb doesn't have to say it. Dad says it. And then you can all go, well, you know, dad's out there just he's very emotional. They're telling you, we're not going to Arizona. For the record, I wouldn't go to Arizona. I wouldn't go to Arizona or Houston. And if we're going to support Elway, and we're going to support Eli Manning, then y'all better line up behind Caleb Williams in Arizona. Because not every owner, Donald Sterling lost a franchise and should have, Robert Sarver lost a franchise and should have. Daniel Snyder lost a franchise and should have. This league's always had a franchise or two or an owner or two that has not earned the right to get the best player in college football arguably in 10 years. Kids have power too. And in some extreme circumstances, an Elway, an Eli, a Caleb, I backed Elway and I backed, well, I wasn't on the air during Elway, but I backed Eli, I get it. So I got to back Caleb on this. They're being vague, but they're telling you something. It's the smart play. At least that's my theory. So, um, 
There's been a couple. Now, this is kind of an L.A. segment uh, just happened to be. So Matt Stafford's wife came out a couple weeks ago and said, you know, he doesn't really relate to the players that well. Stafford has since come out and said, it's not that big of a deal. You know, I, I love going to work and I love the guys. And I'm sure he does. Um, also, there's a story this morning that Cooper, uh, Cooper Cop may go on the IR. That's not great. Here's, here's Sean McVay giving you an update on his best offensive player, Cooper Cup. Just dealing with some soft tissue stuff, just trying to get him to feel back to normal. And when that when that ended up occurring, then uh, we'll have him back. But uh, in the meantime, he will not be playing for us. You know, we had a feeling that there could be a couple weeks that, you know, we need to just be able to take it a day at a time. And then hopefully we'll start to see some positive results as it relates to how he's feeling, what that means for his rehab program. Um, and as far as like a timetable, you know, it could be anywhere between if we decide to put him on IR or it could be a couple weeks. Preseasons, I wouldn't take too much from them. But when you're outscored 109 to 34, Cooper Cup probably goes on the IR. The O line in camp was a jumbled mess. Uh, they drafted 14 players, all 14 made the team. Either Les Sneed had the greatest draft in the history of the league, or some of the dudes can't play and they just need bodies. We got six or seven really gifted quarterbacks coming out of college next year. Matt Stafford's 35. He's had injuries. If they trade him post-June 1st, the landing's a bit softer, though it's not pretty. He's owed a lot of money. My guess on this is if Matt Stafford tweaked an elbow or an ankle, trade deadline, move some pieces, they may shut her down again this year. Last year, they had some injuries. Listen, Los Angeles is distracted, so people forget about you very quickly. But they do have a recent Super Bowl. McVay and Stafford Cup, they've been a lot of fun to watch. The stadium's, to me, the best I've ever been in. It's a well-run organization. And because of Stan Kroenke's wallet and the college talent, supposed to be this coming draft, I've been told, is the best in years. J-Mac was ahead of me on this. I think the Rams, if Cooper Cup goes on the IR, could be sellers at the trade deadline, um, getting second and third round picks. I think I think they would consider moving off Aaron Donald. Again, Aaron Donald for a really high-end team that just lacks an interior pass rush, really tasty, would have offers. By the way, Matt Stafford, somebody would go grab him next year. So I... I, I um, if Cooper's on the IR, I don't know how they score. I mean, they've got some nice pieces. A right tackle, a tight end, a running back. I like. It's, it's rough. Seahawks dropping 40 on them this week? Well, let's slow down. But they're going <laughs> to slow down. They're going to score. <laughs> this is Steve Cavino And Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! 
Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love. Mint, straight, wintergreen, peach, even blood orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So for (laughs) 30-some years... At least four new teams make the playoffs. At least four. It averages five to six. So last night I went to bed and I had three. And I'm like, I can't do that. I'm not going to be conservative guy who takes the teams that made the playoffs last year. 
But the league is more quarterback-centric, and I do feel like it's easier to find the really good teams based on give me an offensive coach with a good quarterback. You kind of know Cincinnati's going to be good, right? You kind of know you feel like Philadelphia is going to be pretty good. And so uh, I went to bed unsure, and I woke up this morning more sure. So these are my official NFL picks. I had a I had a massive change of decision influenced by Vegas and a little J-Mac. So let's start in the AFC East. Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots is the order. I was back and forth on the Dolphins. I've yet to buy the Jets. I'm worried about the O-line with an old quarterback. New England's going to be a feisty fourth-place team that will beat all of these teams potentially at least once. AFC South, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns. This was really hard for me. Oh, sorry, me. AFC South, Jags, Titans, Texans, Colts. I think the Titans are very well run and very well coached, but I think the Jags could be a number one seed based on their schedule, the division, and I think Doug Peterson's second year with Trevor Lawrence. Next up is the AFC North. This one's a tough one because I have so much respect for the Ravens. But the Steelers roster is built with players who don't have an injury history, and the Ravens' top players have a history of getting hurt. So I think maybe if they played today, the Ravens would win, but over a 17-game schedule, I have the Steelers finishing second. Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, four. And the AFC West, I think it's tough, but there's too many cultural changes that need to be made in Denver. So I think Chiefs win it, though it's really close. Chargers second, Broncos are a, are a tough, competitive, interesting third, Raiders a talented fourth. Let's go to my NFC predictions. I think the Eagles pull back but still win the division. They'll miss Shane Steichen. Cowboys-Giants, I think I, it's a go either way. I think the Giants are better than people think, and the Cowboys coaching from OC to head coach to O-line coach concerns me. Washington's a very talented fourth-place team. Next up, the NFC North. I think the Lions are a 10-win team. I'm not into the 12-13 wins. I think people are a bit hyperbolic. Vikings are good, not special. Packers have their moments. Bears, I just don't really know. I, I, the back, the Packer-Bear game, I could flip on this, but I think the Packers-Bears may end up, you know, both at 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight around there. Next up is the NFC South. The Saints have the best roster. I have no confidence in the head coach. I flipped last night. I went to bed unsure. I'm trusting Vegas and J-Mac. It's an offensive league. The Falcons are a really talented offense, and their schedule, I don't recall ever seeing a schedule that week. By the way, they host the Panthers week one. The Panthers are missing receivers, O-linemen. Their best defensive player, I think, has a holdout. The Falcons are going to start 1-0. The Panthers probably 0-1, and that matters. Bucks a bad four. And in the NFC West, uh, I flipped on this a couple weeks ago. I think Seattle would lose to the Niners today, but I think because of their youth, fewer players hurt. Those that are recover more quickly. Seattle's built for 17 games. Seattle, the Niners will have many stars miss games. McCaffrey, Adebo, Trent Williams, uh, a Kittle, 
over the course of a season. They can beat anybody, but they'll have stretches of being banged up the Niners second. Rams, a pretty um, uneventful third. Arizona's a mess there for. So here's my playoff teams. Four new teams. That's what you have to have the last year. Bills, Bengals, Jags, Chiefs, Chargers, Dolphins. I am taking the Steelers over the Ravens. Their best players historically do not have an injury history, and the Ravens do. So only one new team in the AFC. But I have three new playoff teams in the NFC. That's where I flip the Falcons and Giants. Eagles, Lions, Saints, Seahawks win their division. Cowboys, Falcons, 49ers playoffs. So the Lions, Falcons, Saints are all new teams. It gives me four. They'll probably be six. I flipped the Giants and the Falcons last night. I like the Giants. I think people are selling. I think the Giants are going to compete for the playoffs of the last weekend. But if you look at Atlanta's schedule, if Desmond Ritter is 85% of Daniel Jones, they get in. Look at this schedule. I won't go through it to bore the radio audience. It is a bunch of second-tier teams and quarterbacks. Now, at Aaron Rodgers is obviously very tough. But look at that schedule. I mean, at Goff, home against Trevor Lawrence early, if they split those, there's a lot of W's here. So I, I still like the Giants. I think the Falcons edge out the Giants for a wild card spot. Now, I will say this. In my betting career, nobody has cost me more money than the Atlanta Falcons. I will probably regret this. I think last year I was, you know, one and nine with the Falcons. Falcons have cost me more money than any team in professional sports. I have never had a beat on anything other than the Braves are always good. Outside of that, the South crushes my wallet. But I'm going to go with Atlanta. It's an offensive league. They've got first-round offensive talent. I think their O-line's actually understated and underrated. I think they'll give Desmond Ritter time. I like their offensive coach. He's a bright, bright guy. I'm going to go Atlanta. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Greg Cosell, 44 years NFL Films. Hey, before we get to NFL stuff, yeah. I, made, I made a big point Tuesday. I said, I think we have a chance to have six quarterbacks drafted, and I, I like a lot of guys. I'm not on Quinn Ewers like everybody else. He's not refined, little sloppy. I don't think... He doesn't do it for me, but I think somebody will roll the dice late first round. What was your take on my take on th- th- these kids are bigger, faster, mobile, Penix, Caleb, uh, Bo Nix, I-, I didn't like him three years. Now I watch him and I think, what do you make of all these college quarterbacks? You look at them a year in advance. Yeah, and I've looked, I actually watched a couple of games from, from this past weekend as well, just to take a peek, you know, as we start the season. Um, I thought your point, the point that really struck me that you made, because I heard it, was when you said that teams might not be as patient. Look, you and I both know that 10 quarterbacks are not going to go in the first round. We don't know how many will go from this class. I mean, we're looking at Caleb Williams. He'll be a first rounder for sure. Um, But we just don't know exactly how many will end up being first rounders as we look at Sanders. But it'll be interesting to see how patient teams are. Um, And then the other thing will be what their evaluation was of the quarterbacks that they 
have. So in other words, if you if they have C.J. Stroud, let's say, if Houston doesn't, let's say Stroud does not have a great season, but they had him evaluated coming out higher than some of the guys in this class, then they'll wait for him to see how he does. They won't automatically say, hey, let's move on from C.J. Stroud. So I think it'll come down to the evaluation that they had of the guys that they now have versus what that evaluation is of some of these other guys that are in, in this class. Uh, because... You know, there's a whole season of college football, Colin, as you know, and some of this will flush itself flush itself out. We know that 10 guys are not going to be first-round picks. All right, let's get to our favorite segment. We do it every week on Thursday. Uh, we break down tape, 44 years doing it. What did the tape say when you went back and looked at Brock Purdy? Forget just the W's. What, did the, right. what, what can he do? What can he do? I'll tell you what, and I know this may come across as bold and controversial, but it's merely a tape study comment. I thought one thing that stood out, and he played well. I'm not suggesting he didn't. But I thought there were too many times that he did not turn it loose to throws that were clearly defined. Um, And I think that that's something that they need to work on. Now, I think he's really good in this system. It's a really good marriage of system and quarterback. You don't need a big arm to play in this system. He does not have a big arm by any stretch of the imagination. His deep balls tend to lose energy on the back end. But he gives Kyle Shanahan something that Garoppolo did not give them, which was the ability to run the designed boot action pass game and second reaction movement ability. And I think both those things are very important uh, in today's NFL. And I think that's where uh, Brock Purdy does give Kyle Shanahan something that he really needs. Kenny Pickett, I think you like him more than me. So Purdy faces Pickett week one. What does the film say that maybe surprised you on Kenny Pickett from last year? Well, you know, it's funny. I took a quick peek. I don't put a lot of stock in preseason as far as schemes, tactics, those kinds of things, because that's not what you get in preseason. But I just wanted to take a look at how he threw the ball. Um, And I thought, Colin, that his arm looked a little stronger in the preseason, that it came out with a little more juice, a little more velocity. And I really like Kenny Pickett. You know that I liked him coming out. I thought he was the best quarterback in that class easily. And there was nothing about last year that told me otherwise as he clearly progressed as the season moved on. Uh, I think that I guess what I'm most curious about is what this offense is going to look like. They've got some pretty good skill position players, as you know. And obviously, they've been a team that's tried to be physical, run the ball. I think you'll see a division of labor labor between Najee Harris and between Jalen Warren because Warren has more juice. And it wouldn't surprise me if they subtly become a little more of a passing team. You're seeing Pat Fryermuth. He's a really good receiving tight end. So that would not surprise me at all. Okay, Packers-Bears, an interesting game. Listen, I watched watched Jordan Love in two preseason games. It's underneath stuff. He missed a couple easy throws. He never got hit. There's no pressure. Right. You've seen more film than I have. What what does the film tell you? Yeah, again, there's not a lot of NFL film, so it's hard to know. I watched Jordan Love in his last two years in college. I thought his second to last year, he was really good, and I thought, wow, this guy's a first-round prospect. And then his last year in college, there was a coaching change. He never really looked comfortable. He didn't play as well. Now, obviously, the Packers thought that he had first-round traits because they traded up to get him. So to me, it's it's an unknown right now. Um, I, I like their young receiving core. I really like Romeo Dubs. Um, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this plays out because I think one thing about Love, 
he has traits. You know, he has traits of a starting NFL quarterback, as is the case with young quarterbacks. It comes down to processing, decision-making. Can he eliminate quickly and isolate where to go with the ball quickly within structure? That's what it ultimately comes down to. Justin Fields is an athlete. We know he can run and make plays, but you can't be a YouTube quarterback. You got to sit in the pocket and make throws. What concerns you or delights you when you watch Justin Fields throwing the ball from the pocket? There were flashes, Colin, of that last year as the season progressed, where you said, you know what, with development, further development, I think this guy can do it. Now, that's a think. That's not a, yeah, he can do it for sure. But there were examples of that. There were flashes of it where he dropped back, sat in the pocket. You know, the one of the biggest questions and the biggest conversations I have with coaches about quarterbacks that have great movement ability is what's the balance between running the offense, playing within the structure of it, and leaving the pocket. Because quarterbacks that leave the pocket too early, yes, they are going to make plays, absolutely no question. And those are the plays we will see, you know, on on highlight reels. But you also leave throws on the field because there's the throws that are there through the design of the offense and you leave those throws on the field. So what's the balance? I don't think that can be coached. I think a quarterback has to figure that out by playing. Dolphins Chargers could be an electric, electric offensive show. What does Tua do that made him work in Mike McDaniel's system? He's smaller. He's not, you know, he's not a mover. Uh, He's got some injury history. Doesn't have a big arm, but something works. What is it? Well, it's the system. I mean, it's all built on quick rhythm, quick timing throws. They use a ton of motion. Uh, They're really good formationally. They get Waddle and Hill free releases off the ball, and they work between the numbers extremely well because they what they do is they expand you horizontally and they stretch you vertically with what they do with motion and their concepts so they create space in the middle of the field. But one thing last year, you may remember week 14, Tua had his worst game of the season versus the Chargers. And what uh, Brandon Staley did was remarkable. He had Michael Davis, his boundary corner, play, in a sense, zero-man coverage, whoever the boundary receiver turned out to be. And he brought the boundary safety into the middle of the field and had more bodies in the middle. Because when you play the Dolphins, you're not going to get to Tua in normal down-and-distance situations. So what do you have to do? You have to disrupt the routes. So he had more people in the middle of the field, which is the foundation of the Dolphins passing game. Justin Herbert will host Tua and the Dolphins. He's obviously a big, smart kid. He was a biology major, a 4-2 student. We know that stuff. But when you watch film, is there an added dimension I wouldn't see or something that you would say, that's a special trait? I think overall, Colin, his traits are special. He's a big kid. You know that. You've probably seen him in person. He's 6'5", 240. I've seen him in person. Uh, He throws a great ball. He's mobile. He's smart. Um, I don't think for the most part that he's a risky player. I mean, you know, obviously a lot of people ripped the previous coordinator and said he didn't want to push it down the field. i got to tell you one thing. When I watch tape of their offense – They did attack vertically. It's just Herbert tends to be at times the kind of quarterback that he will take the short completion and take the check down and try to keep the chains moving. But I think with Kellen Moore, you will see more vertical throws because I think they'll design some things that are clearly defined for him to throw it vertically. But he's got every trait you want. Let's segue to the Cowboys. Giants can't wait to watch. We'll start with Dak. 
Can he clean yep. up the pick? When you looked at the picks, can he clean them up? Is it an easy just bring the broom out, sweep those picks away? What did you see about the interceptions? I watched them all. Um, we talked about Dak a few weeks ago, and I described them to you, and you said, hey, that's exactly what Dak is. You know, interceptions, you have to watch each one. As is always the case, some were on him, which were inexcusable. Some were the kinds of interceptions where you said, God, you're a veteran quarterback. How could you not see that? And others were not his fault. So they, they were a little fluky. Um, so if you subtract the fluky ones, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But there were a couple that were disturbing. Um, ultimately, you know, and as we discussed a number of weeks ago, I wonder if at this point people expect more from Dak than what he is. Yeah. He's a ball distributor and he's an executor and he's going to need a run game and he, and he needs quality receivers. And, and I think they do have a pretty quality receiving group. Um, I think Gallup is critical because Gallup is their boundary X, the single receiver to the short side of the field. He has got to be what he was a few years ago when he could win one on one, both short, intermediate and be a vertical receiver. Okay, Daniel Jones. Uh, we know what he can do but and what he can't, I feel like. But he did have a higher passer rating, right. I believe, than Aaron Rodgers. What did he do with Dayball that you watched and thought, okay, that is special. That's a playoff quarterback. Is there something within Dayball's scheme or fit where, where Daniel really works? Well, I thought last year through the first part of the season, they were kind of holding him back a bit because I, I'm sure the coaching staff was trying to figure out what he was and the fact that they didn't have big-time receivers. But he's a pretty talented kid. He throws a good ball. He moves well. Um, for the most part, he's an accurate passer. I would expect an expansion of this offense, Colin, this year. I think you'll see much more in terms of intermediate and vertical route concepts. I think Darren Waller gives them something that every team wants now in the NFL, which is a tight end that can detach from the formation and create matchup issues. So I think you'll see an expansion of the concepts, and I think you'll see a better Daniel Jones. He throws a good ball, Colin. He's, you know, again, we're not going to sit here and say he's Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. But I think he's a little more talented than people might give him credit for. Josh Allen. Let's do Bill's Jets. J-Mac thinks it's yep. the game of the week. Probably is. One of them, certainly. So Josh Allen, more mistakes in the red zone. I mean, he's obviously yep. uber impressive. I know he's big. He's run. He throws. Is he good pre-snap? What, what, you tell me stuff I just can't yeah. see that's obvious. Yeah, and I think that's where his game has to get better. You know, he's a knockout puncher. He can make throws and plays that no one else in this league can make, and they're truly special. And look, they've won a lot of games. I mean, for some reason, people act like Josh Allen isn't any good or the Bills aren't any good. The last four years, their record is phenomenal. Um, but I think he does need to continue to work on the nuances of the game, pre-snap, uh, running the offense with a little more precision, taking what's there, moving the chains. I think they know this, and that's one reason why in the draft they drafted a big mauling offensive lineman. It's why they went out and, and got running backs. I think they realize that not every game can be a Josh Allen special. You know, it's just it's hard to play that way in the league. So, uh, you know, he's obviously a great player and a special player and does things no one else can do. But I think you know, he needs to continue to work on sort of the sweet science of the position. I'm interested in your answer uh, here. This is interesting. So in, in Green Bay, uh, and I'm probably guilty of this, we tended to blame Aaron Rodgers at the end. He didn't play well, wasn't committed. Um, 
you know, and, and then the, the, some people were like, no, Green Bay can't get free agents. It was a lot of finger pointing. Right. But the one thing you can't deny is he wasn't great early last year. He wasn't as committed. He's getting no. older. What does the tape say on Aaron? What is he? I know he's running less. What is he today, according to last year's film? Yeah, I think the tape shows two things. Number one, I thought that his movement wasn't as good, and that could be a function of getting older. I just I, The legs were not there as much a year ago. Now, again, maybe he was injured to some degree, maybe not, but they, that was not a part of his game. And I don't mean running around. I just mean watching his overall play. And I thought last year, and I know he had a, a hand injury, uh, so we don't know how that impacted him at all. We just don't know the answer to that. But the, the tape told you that he missed throws that he normally makes routinely yeah and and that's what happened last year so if we assume that that part of his game is better but the legs may not be because he's older then that is an element of his game that that won't be there but he didn't miss throws last year that were routine throws for him and obviously he's gonna have to make those throws but they have you know the offensive line is a little bit of a question right now so it's clearly a work in progress with the jets Finally, uh, the NFL season begins tonight. It's the Chiefs and the Lions. Let's start uh, with Mahomes. Again, Andy Reid's play calling. He's he's had good weapons. He's He's really good. Um, (laughs) Sometimes it's talent. He's obviously got the arm angles. But there is an it quality when he's running for 25, 35 yards in the Super Bowl in a bad wheel. Uh, is, is, does the tape have any little secret sauce that we can't see, you and me, or the average fan can't see, that the tape show you anything that, that that's a little extra? I just think that he has a tremendous feel for space and spatial awareness. I mean, and I think that's an instinct. I don't think you teach that. Um, you know, I just think that he, he just – feels and and I don't want to use the word sees because you you know he's not necessarily looking at things you know obviously when you drop back to pass you're not looking at linemen or you your linemen or the defensive pass rush um but I think he just feels things and and moves in a way that's a little different than than most people I mean he just and then his ability to see things on the move um I think that that's really just again kind of probably in his DNA um so yeah, that's that to me is what he is, and, and obviously he's a great thrower of the football, so he can make throws from the pocket, and it's a well schemed offense. So you know you put all that together, and it really works. A uh, guy like more than most, Jared Goff, he'll be your uh, uh, play of the week, which you'll pivot into, segue into here. But I tend yeah. to like him. I think in a clean pocket, he throws a beautiful ball. I've said before, he's Matt Ryan with a better arm. Um, you're not going to, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I, and I think Matt Ryan's a good player. So. Um, anything you saw on tape that did surprise you? Because you've watched so much of Jared Goff. Ah, and I love, see, I love their offense. And I think Ben Johnson, their OC, does an unbelievable job with their route concepts, with their spacing, which defines the reads for Goff very cleanly because Goff needs to be a quarterback that delivers the ball as much as is humanly possible to his primary read. Hit that back foot, deliver the ball. You know, he's a West Coast kid, Colin. He's a beautiful thrower of the football. He's obviously not a second reaction movement player, but if you can define it for him, if you can make it clean for him and he can drop back and deliver the football, he throws in a a truly pretty ball. And, And, you know, one area he was really good in last year is the red zone. And maybe that's a surprise to people because I think a lot of people think quarterbacks, you know, in the red zone, they need to be able to run around. But again, this gets down to scheme and design as well. He was phenomenal in the red zone. So let's do his big play of the week. Let's give us a taste of what we could see tonight. 
Yeah, this is a red zone play. I mean, I could have gone many ways with them, but I wanted to go to a red zone touchdown because, as I said, he threw 22 touchdowns last year in the red zone, and if we could run the play, you know, uh, ultimately what you're dealing with is is a guy that was so efficient in the red zone due to scheme and precise ball location. Um, and as I said, 22 touchdowns, one interception. You see here, it's trips to the field side, to the wide side of the field, and they're going to have a single receiver to the boundary. Uh, now, they're going to get a defensive look here that is very common in the red zone, and that's quarters, four across. You can see that really clearly right here. And then you're going to get play action. Uh, now, what he's trying to do is he's trying to get the ball to Amon Ross St. Brown, who's the outside receiver in this bunch, this tight bunch to the wide side of the field. That's what he wants. And because it's quarters, if he runs an out route, as he does, you're going to get 101. This is the secondary route, the second read if St. Brown's not open. But he is. And that's exactly where you can see Goff look when he comes off the play fake. And this is not an easy throw. There's no. not a lot of space here. And, you know, this is what Goff is. You, you kind of nailed it, Colin. He's a really pretty thrower of the football, puts it right on him. I mean, the combination of this, the concepts with Ben Johnson and Goff with what he is has made this an offense I am so looking forward to watch this year. Greg Cosell, 44 years, Thursday on the herd, every Thursday at this time. My friend, it's great to see you again. You'll be parked in front of a TV like the rest of America. Good seeing you. Ah, can't wait. Thanks, Colin. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand, in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.